Welcome to Heart Church. We believe the gospel has the power to change your whole life, all your life. We hope you're ready to hear from God and be impacted by this message. Who you are already existed in the mind of God before you were born. One of the reasons I love to say that is because not all of us were born into ideal circumstances. Not all of us were conceived in ideal environments. Maybe you, like me, was told that you weren't really planned and you weren't really wanted. But the truth of the matter is that when this fact settles in, that God saw me, Psalm 139 verse 16 says, your eyes saw my unformed body. It's not, it's, my body has not even had chance to form yet. Your eyes saw my unformed body and all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. And so I want you to understand that the plan for you existed before you did. I don't know, your mother might not have been expecting you, but God was. You are on His agenda, you are on His mind, and He has a plan for your life. And we, none of us get the opportunity to choose how we get on the planet. But we all get the opportunity to choose how we live on the planet. And God, by His Spirit, is here to help us with that. You see, God is a creator God. That was the beauty of that song, reminding us, helping us to remember that He is a creator. And because I have the nature of the creator in me, I am creative. Because Genesis 1 verse 27 said, so God created mankind in his own image. He created them. Every single one of us have been created in the image of God. And so you are just like your father. You have the creative nature of the father within you. And we read about creation in Genesis that God, God spoke. Genesis 1 verse 3 said, God said, let there be light and there was light. He spoke and something was created. Eight times in Genesis 1, God said, His word, the word He spoke, created. And I want us to remember and understand that, that God's word is still creating. God's Word is still creating. The same voice that spoke the universe into being continues to speak through the Bible. The Bible is God's love letter to you. It's His love letter to, to speak life and hope and healing 
and freedom into your life. Because God's Word is creative. It has the ability to speak into nothing and create something. Romans 4, last part, talks about He calls those things which are not as though they were. God gives us the ability to see, to speak into nothing and believe for something incredible and beautiful to be created. God's Word continues to be creative in our lives, creating a new heart, a new attitude, a new mind, a new way of thinking. God's voice is there available to us. Some of us, some of us might say, oh, I've never actually heard God's voice, but God's voice will always be speaking to you when you come to His Word, when you come, when you come to the Bible. And I think that it would help many of us if, how can I say this? One of the things that kind of frustrates me a little bit is somehow how we've talked about reading the Bible and it's become a discipline. Now listen, you know, there are some things that we need to be disciplined about and sometimes we do have to just put a discipline in our lives. But reading the Bible isn't about a discipline. It's not, what I mean by that is, it's not just about me reading a page or reading a chapter or whatever and then tick, okay, God's pleased with me now because I read the Bible. Whether I remember it, whether I remember anything at the end of it or not is, a, is another thing. See, God doesn't want us to just see it as an exercise that we do and somehow we're winning His favor. We've got His favor. Honestly, read your Bible or not, you've still got His favor. He, he loves you anyway. But the fact is, reading the Bible does us good. Why? Because it is His Word to us. It is, it is that Word that helps realign my thinking, that, that challenges my attitudes, that, that heals my soul. So that's, it's not about just the discipline of reading the Bible. It's how it feeds me. It's how it changes me. It's how I can't hope to be transformed unless the Bible is a part of my life on a consistent basis. God used His voice and God uses His voice and speaks to you through His Word. The book of Isaiah speaks of a voice crying out in the wilderness. And, and that voice was, was John the Baptist. Luke 3, verse 3 to 4 Speaking of John the Baptist, it said, and he went into all the region around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of the Isaiah the prophet, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. God got John to use his voice. He got him to, to go into a wilderness and to speak. Now, I want you to hold that thought for a moment because John was son of Zechariah. He was Zechariah's son. And 
We haven't got time to go into all that today. You can go and read that yourself. But it's very interesting that God got John to use his voice. But in order for John to get on the earth and use his voice, he had to shut his father up. He had to shut Zechariah up because an angel came to talk to him and then had to stop him through his own confession, ruining the environment which the promise of God could thrive. Sometimes the promise will come but then we will talk ourselves out of it by our own confession. You see, Zechariah heard the words of the angel. But he listened to the noise in his own head. He heard the voice of the angel, but he listened to the noise in his own head. The noise in his own head says, you're too old, bro. It's over. Have you seen your wife lately? Like, it's over. This, this, this is what was, he was listening to. And so, because he was starting to speak out his lack of faith, starting to speak out he was, his negativity, the best thing God could do for him was shut him up. Sometimes the best thing God can do for you is to shut you up. Because otherwise I will look at the things that are going on in the natural. I will look at the things that are my experience. You know, I see that, I get that, but, but God is speaking something alternative into that environment. You see, with the wrong voices in my head, I will create an atmosphere that will fight against what God is trying to do. I'm going to say that again. For somebody in this room, I've just preached. With the wrong, the wrong voices in your head will fight against what God is trying to do. Now, Zachariah's voice was restored when he came into agreement with what God was saying and what God was suing what God was doing and he, had, he actually wrote down John's name. There's a whole preach in that in itself. But I want to say to every one of us, there, is, there are voices that need to be quieted. We should not allow negative, critical voices make us hide or make us feel small. Yet we do. But that's where God and His Word comes to help us and deliver us because we have to find our voice among the many that have sought to limit our lives. You can't, you aren't, you'll never, you won't. And not every limiting voice has been harsh. Some well-meaning voices have tried to keep us on the shores of safety. I want to speak to you today where words may have tried 
to stop you getting to where God wants you to get. The words of parents, the words of teachers, the words of leaders, the words of friends, the words of enemies. I want you to know in every one of those categories, if I focused on them, there are words that have been spoken into my life, parents, teachers, leaders, friends, and enemies that would seek to limit me and hold me back. Because all those voices became the voice in my own head. And I want to say to us that the voice in our own head is the most powerful of them all. The voice in your own head is the most powerful of them all. Romans 12 verse 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. See, God's, God's Word has the power to transform the way I think to help me deal with those voices. I need something to, you might not get what I'm talking about now, but some of those voices have been so powerful that I've needed something more powerful because I could not resist those voices on my own. I could not resist the impact of those voices and sometimes they would sneak up on me in the most inconvenient circumstances and I would find myself with anxiety because of words that were spoken over me as a boy, as a teenager, or in numbers of other settings. And I need something that's more powerful than this moment. I need something more powerful than the words that are going through my head right now. And that's where the Word of God comes in. When I when I come around the Word of God, it recreates, it, it, it retrains my brain reprograms me to think in the right way. So some, some voices need to be quieted. But John, John cried out in the wilderness. He cried out in the wilderness. But I want to make, make it clear that it wasn't just, it wasn't just that he used his vocal cords. John cried out from some, somewhere deep Inside him, he declared the word, words, prepare the way of the Lord. He was speaking into a wilderness and telling that wilderness to hear the word of the Lord and to prepare the way for the Lord. His connection with God, his call gave him the confidence to raise his voice and proclaim. And I believe that the, the that that's part of why we're on the planet. Every single one of us have got something to say. Every single one of us has got something to do. That's why it fits in with the plan that God has. We don't all have the same plan. We don't have all the same call. It's not one size fits all. But we're all here with purpose. God, God was getting John to speak into nothing to speak something into nothing. His voice came from that place, from the bit 
the God bit. He spoke out the words that God had given him. He, there was lots to distract him. There was lots to rob him of his faith. It's, it's hard to go into lack and believe for abundance. It's hard to look at a blue sky and believe for rain. But, but God took John into an environment and asked him, all, all he asked John to do was speak out the Word. Speak out the Word. Speak it out. I, I know what you're seeing, but I want you to ignore what you're seeing and I want you to have more faith in what you are saying right now than what you are seeing. And in fact, I want you to have more faith in the God who gave you the words than the words themselves. The words will have impact, but it's because of the God behind the word that will transform, create, recreate, change, transform the wilderness environment. God is, God has there's a place in every single one of us that, that is God ordained, that God wants us to speak from that place, our most authentic place, the real us. We need the version of you that God has made. Not the version of you that pain has made. Not the version of you that frustration has made, that anger has made, that disappointment has made, that betrayal has made. It's a reminder that the devil, it's in the devil's interest to keep you hurt and keep you filled with pain because then he can bury, stifle the voice that is in you. Bible talks about a man called blind Bartimaeus who shouted out from the crowd. And if you go and read that, you will read that, 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 that the crowd tried to suppress his voice. Many of us wouldn't need a crowd to quieten us down because we're too afraid to raise our voice. I don't know why, but I, I really felt this was key today for someone. You know, the Bible says, shout to the Lord, all the earth. But there's someone here who doesn't shout. Funny thing about going to church is, you know, I suppose certain sporting environments, you get the opportunity, but going to church, at least this church, you get an opportunity to shout. And, um, but I wonder how many of us really shout. Because for some of us to actually shout, to actually raise our voice in a shout is something that we would find very difficult to do, whether we're afraid, whether, I don't know, we, we feel embarrassed, I don't know. But, but you know, as some of us, we open our mouths and we look like we are, but we hide behind the noise that everyone else is making. And I wanna, I wanna say to us that that stuff that suppresses our voice, that stuff that when, when I, if I find myself unable to release a shout, it's because there's part of me that's locked up, locked away. It's not that we're all supposed to go around shouting, but I'm only free not to shout if I'm free to shout. Otherwise, I'm not free. 
God wants to release your voice. God wants us to hear you. Will you show us who you are? Will you show us who you are? We, we, we can marvel at, at, the, at the beauty and the wonder of creation on the screen that we've seen today. But you need to understand that you are the pinnacle of His creation. You are, you are beautiful. You are incredible in your broken, fragmented, tired, worn out, beaten up self. You are still beautiful to Him. The plan has not been cancelled. It is still on point. It is still on time. Will you show us who you are? I know what life has done. I know what life has tried to do from the moment you made it on the planet. It has tried to suppress who you are. It has tried to suppress your Voice, it has tried to stop you, shut you up, distort, pollute, redirect the wonder of what God has placed within you. And I've come to remind you that the devil is a liar and that God wants us to hear your voice. Will you show us who you are? Turn to someone and say, will you show me who you are? What is it? What is it? That, what, what, I, what I want is, I, I want to I wanna grow a church. I want to I reach a generation that will not live their lives when they get to their senior years and they'll look back and say, if only. I want, I want us to build an environment where we can inspire and encourage and get people to live their best life now to, 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 and it's, and it's not easy. It's going to be, it, it, it is, it is a challenge to, to pull yourself out of the mess. And I'm not just talking about the places you go and I'm not even just talking about the, the, you know, the, 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 the sin that you might expect me to talk about. I'm talking about some of the generational crud that I've been handed down. The stuff I have to battle in my own mind to extricate myself from my history so that I can walk in the possibilities of all that God has got for me. And I thank God that, that He's He's still working on me. We haven't, we haven't finished the journey yet, and, uh, but one day it will. But I want to thank God today for the finished work of Jesus Christ who is on with His plan in my life and in your life and He's changing me and my world from the inside out. Will you lean in and let Him? You know, we don't need more people who talk. We need more people who use their voice. We need more people who speak from that place of God-given authenticity. What would it be like if we could just be our real genuine selves where we didn't walk around pretending that we were something when we're filled with, with pain and insecurity and, and, and we just learn how to put a smile on our face and crack on. And God has got something better than that. That is, the, 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 gospel is, the gospel is more than that. 
There's something unique about you. Your voice pattern. I, I actually, when I phone my bank, they use my voice as security. Because my voice pattern is unique. Your voice pattern is unique. So when I ring my bank, they don't have to take me through security because my voice pattern tells them it's me. And I want your voice and I want my voice to tell me who you are. Not what someone else has made you. Not what life has made you. Not what that situation made you. Yes, He walked out on you. Yes, she walked out on you. Yes, they did that to you. No, they should never have done it. But you know what? God is greater than those things. His grace is more than those things. And He is able to liberate you. You do not have to live your whole life in the shadow of those things. God has an incredible plan for your life. Said it before, but no one, no one hears your voice like you do. No one, not only is your voice unique, but no one hears your voice like you do. That's why when your voice is recorded on video or whatever, and you say, do I sound like that? That's because you don't, and everyone says, yeah, that's what, that's what we're hearing. That's because to you, your, your voice, you're the only person in the world who hears you like you hear you. I think that's why we need to understand that, that, that there are some things we need to hear ourselves saying. There's some things I need to hear myself saying. I think it's interesting, that's why God makes it part of the way I give my life to Jesus. The only way I can be saved, the only way I can give my life to the Lord is through my confession, Romans 10. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. I have to hear me say it. Because the only way I'm going to believe it is if I hear me say it. I actually, a uh, bit of a confession, I love X Factor. I've already had the goggle box confession. Now we're working our way to the X Factor confession. Um, but there's another TV show that's similar called The Voice. I don't know whether you, uh, it's not as good, but hey. But the, the thing about the voice is that they get all these big guys, the big girls, the big guys, the big guns. They, they all have their chairs facing around and it's to, to stop people. Uh, so they, they, they get to they turn around, the chair turns around on the basis of the voice alone, not, get, not what they're seeing, not image. It's not to do with image. It's to do with what I'm hearing. And uh, when that, chair turns around, I think it even lights up underneath saying, I want you. And I was just thinking, you know, so many of us have lived our life singing our song, hoping that someone's chair turns around to say, I want you. I validate you. We perform. We perform on a daily basis looking for someone to turn their chair around where I want to say God's chair has been turned around 
all along. He always wanted you. He always wanted you. You don't need everybody's chair to turn around, but you do have his chair because God loves your voice. God loves your voice and he wants to hear your voice. And of course, I'm flipping and flopping between the sound you make with your vocal cords and the most authentic version of yourself. But, but God wants us to speak from that place because out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Interestingly, the first thing God got Adam to do was speak. Created man, his first job, Genesis 2. Now the Lord had, verse 19, now the Lord had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky and he brought them to the man to see. Which says, he brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was his name. Now, see, I love that. Firstly, because it's actually Adam's first creative act. God gave him the responsibility of making up the names for the animals. He was saying, he wanted Adam to speak just like his dad. Because his dad had spoken and creation was formed. And now he gave Adam the opportunity to speak because he would release that creativity. And, and, and I just, I love the fact that God stepped back and let Adam, let Adam you know, when Adam said, uh, um, I don't know, giraffe? It's like, you know, it's like God didn't say, no, 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 God, calm down, bro. Calm down. Just think of something that is, is, and I think, you know, I think Adam then got excited. Like, God, your God likes this. He likes it. When I, I don't know, like, hippopotamus. Yo! It's, I, I just imagine a party as God saw Adam releasing his creativity. God is glorified when you are the you he created you to be. And what he puts in you flows from you. Your voice represents why you are here. And that's why the enemy has worked so hard to shut you up. And if he can't get you to close your mouth with, your, with fear and insecurity, he will pollute your heart with pain and fear so that what flows out of your mouth will create an inconsistent environment for the fulfillment of the promises of God. See, I wanna, I wanna say to us that because the nature of the Creator is in me, 
I can't help but be creative. And that the kind of world I create by my words will be formed by the heart attitude within. That's why it's important that my heart is right. That's why it's important that I make sure, because I'm going to speak from that place. So we better make sure we speak from a healed place. I want to put it to you that the reality is, it's not only John who got to speak to a spiritual wilderness, every single one of us has the opportunity to speak to a spiritual wilderness. There is a spiritual wilderness waiting for your voice. It's gonna be in different places. It's gonna be in different circumstances, but it's waiting for your voice. I wanna say that there are environments that we have been tolerating that we should have been speaking to. Releasing the creative Word of God to transform those situations. We have cursed the wilderness, but we haven't spoken to it. See, the, God, the, the, enemy has, the enemy has worked hard to make us feel so small and so powerless, overwhelmed by our environment, overwhelmed by the situations around us, that, that, that we cry out to God and we ask Him to help us. When in truth, if we would only understand that greater is He that is inside us than He that he, greater is He that is in us than He that is in the world. He has empowered us. His Word is in our mouth. We have the power. We have the authority to bring that anointing of God into every situation where you go so your office situation can be transformed. And it's not that God is gonna, God, you know, some of us will say, oh God, send somebody. He already has sent somebody. He sent you. You're there. If you're there, then He wants to work through you. He wants to flow through you. There is a miracle in your mouth. Oh, I'm going to say that again because there is a miracle in your mouth. I know our mouths get used for all kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff they shouldn't be used for. But I want you to know that there's stuff that your mouth can be used for, which will transform environments. Turn to someone, look them in the eye and say there's a miracle in your mouth. That's why, that's why we need to keep coming back to the Word of God because the, 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 we need to absolutely break that concept, that thought that, oh, God's displeased with me because he, I haven't read my Bible and now, and, and, and that means that now He's not going to bless me. That is honestly, I think the, 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 the Hebrew for that word is rubbish. <laughs> Something like that anyway. It's, 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 it's rubbish. Should you be upset you, you, you haven't read your Bible? Well, maybe, but not because you've not done some discipline. You should be upset because you've missed out on opportunity to hear the voice of God for you and your life and your circumstances. It's not about going through the motions. It's about relationship. 
You're missing out on an opportunity. You're missing out on a coffee with God. Some of us are too busy running around chasing one another for coffees when actually what we really need is a coffee with God. Because we can chase around looking for people to meet our need. Chase around looking for that person who's gonna, finally we find someone who agrees with us. Now they must be godly because they agree with me. God help us if, we, if someone gets sent along who disagrees with us, no, they're not hearing the Lord. But some of us are chasing down people because we're trying to fill a gap that only God can fill. See, prayer is creative. God wants us to use our mouth. Prayer is creative. Talked about, talked about Elijah who, who got down with his head between his knees and, and, and he, because he carried within him, he carried within him the sound of a heavy rain. God, God give us some people who are carrying something inside them that contradicts the environment they're in. God give us some people that, yes, I'm walking in a drought and yes, the sky is blue, but I, I have the sound of a heavy rain inside of me. God has put something in my spirit. God has put something down in my soul. And I refuse, I refuse to look at the blue sky. I refuse to look at that dry dirt and say, it cannot be. In the Name of Jesus, I will speak out what You have put in my mouth. I will decree, I will declare that in Jesus' Name, that rain you put down inside of me, it will fall, it will fall. This drought will come to an end. God will give us the breakthrough. He will give us the freedom. Those chains will break. That son will come back to the Lord. That daughter will come back to the Lord. I use my mouth to speak out the promises of God today. I've come to remind you, it's not just about who you are. It's about whose you are. You are your father's son. You are your father's daughter. And He has put the power and an anointing and ability in you to transform your circumstances. He has put that prophetic spirit on you where like Ezekiel, you can walk into your valley of dry bones and you can prophesy and you can command the impossible to become possible. That which was dead, that which was over, that which was burnt out in the Name of Jesus will spring back to life. God wants you to use your mouth because when we walk from this place, we have giants, giants that speak to us, giants that get into our head, giants that don't just sound intimidating, but they are intimidating. And they look at us like they look like Goliath looked at David and say, am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? He was intimidating David, but David did not stay quiet. He opened his mouth and he looked his giant square in the eye and he said, you come against me with sword 
javelin, but I, I come against you in the name of the Lord, my God. He spoke out the truth. There is a wilderness wait, waiting for your voice. It's time to speak out what God has put in you. It's not about you. It's not about what you feel like. It's not about whether you are perfect. The Word will do what the Word will do because it's not just your Word. It's His Word and His Word will cause blue skies to rain. It will cause dead bones to rise up and become an army. It will cause lack, it will cause lack to become abundance. It will cause sickness to become health. It will cause death to become life. It will, it will, it, it, it will speak into every situation and it will transform it. The miracle is in your mouth. The miracle is in your mouth. I have come to encourage you today to raise your voice and speak to your impossible. Raise your voice and speak to your impossible because God wants you to understand that that which has frustrated you, that which has tried to make you small and insecure and insignificant in the Name of Jesus. If you will rise up and just open your voice, open your mouth and lift your voice, you will see a miracle. You've come to the end of this message. We hope you've been challenged and inspired. Stay up to date with everything going on in the life of our church by checking out our social media. Just search Heart Church UK.